Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, the Canadian George Robledo. Hello Anne and welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where are you today, what sure. do you do? Sure. So I'm, um, my name is Jari Anne Nismal. So I, most of my students know me as Anne. So I have been, I'm from Manila, Philippines, and um, I've been teaching for almost 10 years now. I've worked in the Philippines, Singapore, and now here in Germany. As of the moment, I am teaching in a bilingual kindergarten here in Munich for a year. And how is that going so far? How do you like Germany? And remember, most of the audience is German, so we have to be nice. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll try my best. But yeah, I mean, kidding aside, it was really great. It's definitely different from what I was used to, but not in a bad way. It was, there's so much freedom for me, like on how I can teach um, the kids or how I can do my job uh, proper, um, properly. But it was really nice. I mean, there's some, you know, some cultural hiccups here and there, but it's, it is what it is, especially when you when you live in another country. But yeah. So for example, it. what would you say was your biggest culture shock so far? Mm, I would say, I mean, like in teaching or like in general. In, in German society. In German society. Um, just like how it is, how do you communicate? Like, in in a way, some when some Germans communicate, they're very direct, they're very honest, and from and you know it just makes the communication easier because you solve things easily. Like and compared to where I mean in Asia, like where I was from, it's more like you know you try to keep things to yourself, and if you become straightforward or you try to say like to speak your mind, you can be people will look at you like what is she doing like she's like a rebel or like she's trying to be difficult that's that's the term she's making things difficult but as here it's like just be honest and if you say something that you don't like they'll be like oh okay okay good it's all right right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was also it took me some time to get uh used to this yeah Uh, but i i think in many situations it's preferable Exactly. To just say, hey, you know what? This is the way I feel. This is the way, what I think yeah, about exactly. this. Exactly. And then you can move on. Then it's exactly. over. It's that's done. That's true. All and right? like, yeah, that's what I like here also. Like when you say something or like we give like criticism or not even like a constructive criticism, they don't take it personally. They just like, do you say thank it? Thank you. And okay. like, thank you. Move on. It's Next. done. Yeah. And yeah. for us to like, for other people, like, you know, where I was used to, you say something and you're can be labeled as like difficult or like you're trying to people are offended people are offended you're trying to stir things up and i'm like that's why people sometimes are like quite afraid to speak up or like say what's on their mind i mean that's just like i guess that's the biggest if not yeah maybe like one of the good culture shock that i experienced that you experienced here and what brought you here what what made you come from so far away yeah. To Germany. 
Yeah, so like three years ago, I was working in Singapore and I was already, I was kind of feeling burnt out. And I was just like, you know, trying to look for other options or like a change of scenery. So I thought, and, you know, I have a partner who lives here in Germany. So I thought, hmm, okay, why not try it in Germany? But at first it was kind of, um, I'm kind of insecure. It was kind of intimidating to like venture to an to a Euro- European country for someone who's from a third world country. And I'm like, okay, can I do this? So I just gave it my shot, like tried to send up, send out applications. And then I started hearing from schools and then yeah, I even got invited to do some trials or like they call it like hospitation days here where you just go there for a day, observe and see if you like working there or not. And then they, you just move on from there. So yeah. And yeah, I just look here in Munich and just interviews here and there. And that's how I came here. Yeah, now you're here. Welcome. <laughs> now I'm here. Thank you so much. <laughs> One of the thousands that has made it this far. Uh, I, yeah. Sometimes pandemic, yeah. I got the feeling, I, I moved to Germany six years ago. Sometimes yeah. I got the feeling I was the only one who was dealing with these changes know, and these culture shocks. But we're not the only person exactly. who's ever done it. So it's good to remember, it's like, okay, others have done it before me. True. I will manage True. it. Exactly. It'll it'll work out. It'll be okay. Yeah. So <laughs> at first it was difficult because I'm the only I I don't know anyone who's from Philippines who's also like working. And I think as time passed by and like my network or like my group of friends started to um, get bigger, I just started meeting people also from my country who's also been through what I've been through, or maybe even worse. And I see them. I look at them like. She turned out really well and she's living here now and she loves it. And that made me think, oh, okay, it's going to get better. Well, yeah, eventually. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Somebody said to me once, everything will be all right in the end. Exactly. And if it's not, it's not the end. For right? sure. Yeah. So you just have to That's give it great. time. And if you do your best, then things will more or less, fingers crossed, Will work yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's true. So we had a call a couple of days ago to discuss what we were going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So our topic is about different teaching styles, parenting styles, comparing yeah. Asia and Germany, right? Which yeah. are the two countries, and well, not countries because Asia is not a country, yeah. but regions that you know about. And you yeah. mentioned to me that Asian children in general, they follow authority much more readily. Mm-hmm. And how did you see that? How did it look like in the classroom when you were trying to teach these children? Because I think um, Asian kids in general, like it was instilled uh, to them since they were young, um, instilled the respect for elders. So automatically when they see someone like an author like an elder in the room they already see it as an authority and they're also thought that okay if there's someone in the room like the teacher is there you have to listen you have to obey what she tells you or something like that so i mean obviously so when the kids they become they listen and like when you say something to them like they obey and they really um they're greatly motivated 
with um, positive reinforcements from the authority because I feel like if you give them like a positive reinforcement, they must be, they, they, they are making you happy. And for them, that's, that's kind of like a big thing. Like if you are happy, if you like what she's doing, then she's more like, she's more motivated to, to do what you ask her or what you ask, her, uh, what you ask her to do or what she's supposed to do. That's what. So, mm-hmm. so from the culture, what you noticed is they teach you from a young age, respect your elders. So they see someone who is older, like a teacher. Yes. And they want the, the, the recognition from this elder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the recognition and like, how do I say it? Like it's in the tip of my tongue, but like you just try to acknowledge that, that what they're doing is, is good. And it builds them. It gives them so much confidence and so much self-esteem that, so she says it once, like my teacher said, I'm good at this. I'm doing a good job. So I do it again. Like they're very motivated with that and they like it. I mean, I think once in a while, like, you know, positive reinforced verbal, like through two words, it's it's really good. But yeah, like just what I noticed, like they like it more. They're more emo- motivated when you, yeah, when you are like say something, acknowledge, acknowledge them, exactly when you them, acknowledge mm-hmm. that they're doing good. Mm-hmm. In most situations in life, there's always pros and cons. Yeah, true. And we mentioned some of the the pros here. Mm-hmm. It is, I imagine. For a teacher where you say, okay, I want you to do this and they do it, it makes your job a little bit easier, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But I met, can you maybe tell us a little bit more of some of the pros and cons with this type of behavior, behavior. that you noticed in Asia? Okay, so maybe the pros is, of course, like they respect uh, authority and respect elders. And in a way, with um, when they follow rules, they also like, they them themselves they start to build routines and also follow routines themselves and um yeah just the respect for authority which i think is also important when you grow up you know when you respect the rules and the laws of the countries something like that and i think um maybe the cons is that there's maybe they're used to people telling them what they should do they stop or like they don't even know how to think for themselves especially like when like especially like setting boundaries for themselves like they they cannot navigate through that and also like since they're so used to like listening to what other tell people tell them you know they don't challenge themselves anymore and when something comes up or something uncomfortable comes up they're like they are easily rattled or they are like easily um confused or stressed out about it and like yeah sometimes i feel like they also somehow neglect what they need or the things that they need in order to please other people or just like when they are following rules of course people will be happy with them but then up up to what extent maybe yeah like you said they neglect their own feelings their own desires their own wants their own needs Mm -hmm. because they want to make the authority figure. Yes, happy. yes. They want to make them happy. And I imagine, right, since we're going to talk about comparisons, you've yeah. seen a difference in mm-hmm. how children are raised here in Germany 
Yeah. Can you tell us about some of the differences that you've seen? What have you noticed here that um, is different? Yeah, I've noticed, of course, like they like to challenge things, but I feel, I feel like challenge is kind of um, quite an aggressive word, but maybe they like to question things like why they are asked to do these things. Why are they, why do they have to do this? And in a way, they become more independent also when um, when they start to think about, uh, when they start to think of, um, of something on their own, they start to make um, informed or like informed decisions because they know like what they're, like what they're doing as like, you know, has a certain consequence or like this, what, what will, this is what will happen if they do something. And so they become independent. And I feel like since they question things a lot, I feel like it also opens to a lot to more teachable moments, not only for the kids, but also to us adults. Because breaking news, we us adults, we also don't know everything, right? And then when kids ask, we also like reflect and ask ourselves, hmm, okay, he he's making a point. Maybe, maybe he's right. So we can tweak, you know, tweak things up and yeah, I just feel like it's a teachable moment. It's a good teachable moment. And also, I think the pros of like kids who question or like try to challenge authority is that they're less accepting of of everything that's handed to them because they question a lot. So they don't just, um, they ask more rather than trust, which is, which I think is also, is also a good trait for a kid to learn that, they don't just like believe everything that people say, but they ask. And from there, they can think, hmm, okay, they can decide for themselves if whether it's right or wrong. So they are exactly right. So yeah. there's more of this questioning. Yes. And, and children develop this ability to think critically about exactly what they're told. Mm -hmm. uh, is this actually true? Well, yeah, no, really yeah. explain it to me. And, and really, exactly. also as a teacher, helps you develop to mm -hmm. give better answers. Yeah, that's true. Are there any downsides, do you think, to this type of mm -hmm. uh, I think, behavior? Um, whereas to like ch kids who challenge authority more, I think the cons is that some of them have struggled to accept limits and boundaries from other people because they are so used to pushing people's boundaries pushing asking questions like pushing like this person to the edge and they tend to realize that there's always a limit to something you know and sometimes these things also could um come up come out as being disrespectful or come out as you know like being a know-it-all kind of person because you like to try to ask everything i mean it's not this is like in general, not just like, you know, like some kids, but it's like what I feel like um, in general, they, and when they ask questions more also, they become, how do I say it? They just become less accepting also of what others are trying to tell them. Like even when sometimes when it's on the wrong path, when other people try to Tell them, hey, like, I think you need to calm down. I think you need to slow down. They will be like, no. Like, they have to prove that they're always, like, a way. They're always, they're always right, in a way. Because there should be, like, I. they're trying to, like, make you feel, I guess, like, 
no, like I I have I'm not the you are the authority, yeah, but I'm also like I have a right to say no, what you're telling me is not right. I have they become defensive. Let's just say that. Yeah, and that's kind of the challenge for societies, for all societies, is when we go to the extreme. Yes, yes, yes. If we go to the extreme where it's just like everything that an authority figure says is good and correct, that can also lead to some some problems, yes, right? That's where true. okay, you'll have authoritarian governments and mm-hmm. right, and it's not so good. It's not so good. Uh, whereas if I'm also in a society where there's the extreme where it's like, no, what I want and what I think is the best way to think. And mm-hmm. you don't know. That can also lead to some some challenges. Yeah, to some challenges. So how can we find that middle ground, right? And I think yeah. that's a question we'll bring up a little bit later mm-hmm. on. And my next question is connected to learning English because you're you're an English teacher and you've yeah. worked in these two different cultures teaching English. Yeah. Have you noticed that there's a difference on how these children learn because of the cultural behaviors that they've been taught? Mm-hmm. So for example, if I'm an Asian child who listens to my teacher, is that going to help me develop my English skills quicker? Or on the other side, if I'm a a young German child who wants to understand why is it this way, is that going to help me or is that Mm -hmm. going to give me problems when I'm trying to learn English? Okay, on one hand, um, for a child who follows authority more or follows routines more, it's good because, of course, learning comes with structure also. So if you're someone, if your child is someone who like follows rules and you know respects the authority then it also helps them to to learn more because they follow the structure but on the other hand also for kids like who likes to ask questions who ask likes to challenge things it's also like i said it's a good teachable moment for for the kids because it's just it just broadens or like it widens the curiosity it widens the the areas of where else they can learn English, you know? And I think at the the bottom line, bottom line of this, like it still boils down to interest. You know, if we make it as interesting as possible to our kids, I think regardless whether the kids is like someone who follows so much or like who likes to ask so much, but if the way we are teaching our kids is not as interesting as they want it to be, or like as interesting, then I think, you know, the the learning won't foster. There's no learning that will happen. I'll just w- make an example. Like last week, I, I'm teaching English to like to kind- kindergartens. And I have noticed that these kids nowadays are so interested with dinosaurs. And in my current school, we don't have like, there's no, we, we just talk as long as the kids learn English, that's that's okay. So I said, hmm, okay, there's, they like dinosaurs so much. So what I did is that I have this book of dinosaurs and I just told them, okay, maybe choose which one like catches your eye and then that we can read about it. And then from there, they're really interested. And th- some kids, like even, even there's someone who's always like, likes to follow. But like I said, if you don't 
make it as interesting with them. It doesn't pick like pick their curiosity. It no, they won't learn. So yeah. Anyway, like about the dinosaurs, and they were like so happy about it, and they start like speaking to me in English, and like they started asking questions. Like when I read some, when I read the word, they would ask, "What does it mean?" Oh, it means like this. For example, like you, when you use it in a sentence, it's like this, and they're like, "Ah, okay." And then, like a few a minutes after a minute or two, you just hear them using that word to other kids, and which is like, which is like. You know, it's 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 a manifestation that interest really is a huge factor in learning. So absolutely, yeah. so passions, right? Passion. If you show an interest, then you will find that the learning process is easier, right? So yes. that's why in my, in my teaching, I do the best I can to create a fun environment mm-hmm. because yes. if all we do is just grammar, vocabulary exactly. in a very dry way, people are going to lose interest very quickly. Exactly. Right? So children are the same. Adults are the same when it comes to this. Yes, right? yes, Keep yes. them interested. And that comes with this personality of asking why and having mm-hmm. this curiosity yes, for learning. Yes. And maybe you don't know, like the kid who likes to follow rules or likes to follow authority more would start to ask questions also. Like, why is it like this? Because then they were given the opportunity. They were given the room to to bring out their curiousness and ask questions. So mm-hmm. I think that's the, no, that's that's the great. beauty of it. Yeah. I don't know, maybe one day you'll be a parent, perhaps. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> when you think about your own life, mm-hmm. and now that you've observed these two different styles of parenting, is there one that you are more attracted to, or do you think you'll try to mix them both mm-hmm. in your own family? I think I will really mix them both because I believe that two paths, these two, these two paths are, are good and there's no, nothing wrong or there's nothing like bad with, with other one. They both lead to, they both lead to this, to the same destination, which is like you raise a good kid. And I think like in the beginning, of course, I will be like a bit strict, you know, I will, because in the end, I'm still the adult. I'm still responsible for this person's life. So I try to make it make sure that, you know, he or she is safe or lives like in a normal way. But in, on the other hand, I will also give my kid rooms to explore what he or she likes and not and also just to question things and to give them the room to to just learn life as it goes. And I'm I'm just gonna be there to like support and like guide them along the way but i'm not gonna be like they have this term called tiger mom Mm. back in asia i'm not gonna be like a helicopter mom who's gonna be all up my kids business all the time okay you have to do sport after you have to do this after um school you have to do this and you have to do this over the weekend um which school are you going or when they when they go to college oh no not that university that's not good so i'm not gonna be like that i'm gonna raise my kid as someone who's able to think for themselves but on the other hand who's also know how to respect others and respect rules and respect authority that i like that right so maybe kind of i find in most situations, I try to take the good and the yes. parts where I'm like, I don't really like that. I'll ignore that. Yeah. But you can learn from every culture. 
Exactly. I've had the opportunity to travel and live in different places. And in every place I've been, I'm like, oh, yeah, that thing that you guys do here, that's really great. Exactly. And I want to continue to do that. For sure, for sure. And that's the beauty really of like getting to know different cultures. You learn things from them and you try to, um, and then you just see for yourself, "Mm, okay, this one is good. This one, mm, maybe I can tweak a little bit. But this this one is like okay, totally not. And yeah, this is like and also like with the kids, uh, with teaching in different countries, also like you learn so many things like culture wise, and also like you also adapt things for yourself, which is which makes you somehow like better or like good at what you're doing or like as a as an educator. You're a very lucky person, huh? <laughs> You've been able <laughs> to. Would, yeah. Experience these different things. I would like to think so, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have one final tip for parents who want to incorporate English into the lives of their children? Is there one piece of advice that you would leave for them? I think just let it let the interest come from your kids or and not like impose to them. That's really important because I think when you impose something to the kids. It makes them, it gives them the feeling, it gives them a negative feeling about learning English or learning another language. So when you just try to let them explore about it, explore it on their own, or and when you just try to give them some materials or like maybe through books or through music, but not in an imposing way, and if they find it very interesting, I think it will it will the interest interest will come out and then they will be more in, um inclined to learning that language so that's what i would and always make it fun of course through games yeah, yeah and books like so that's so, a really great piece of advice yeah. allow the child to develop positive feelings about english yes. because i see it today i work with people in their 30s and 40s and they tell me about their experience with english when they were in school and most of the time it's negative Right, mm-hmm. So I don't want these young children to develop negative feelings yeah. about learning a second language. So if the child shows an interest, encourage them, yes, but exactly. don't impose it on them. Exactly. Especially if the child is already like, because I have one child who's already learning like three languages. And if, and of course, also English with me. And I feel like if that's already a lot like learning like two or three languages as a kid it's already a lot like really and it's important that the kid really doesn't feel like imposed like we impose it to them they have to feel like it's fun it's interesting that's why they they want to learn it. So. exactly thank you so much for thank sharing you. your experiences and knowledge If we want to connect with you, if we want to learn more about your adventures as an English teacher in Germany, where can we find you? Um, Obviously, you can find me on LinkedIn. So just type in my name, Jory and Nisma. You can also find me. I have my own blog. So it's annismal.wordpress.com. And yeah, so if you just want to get in touch with me, you can reach me through LinkedIn and through my blog, I post like some things about my experience here in Germany or like just life, just life as how it is, life, life in general. Great, great. So I'll leave all of that information in the show notes. 
I wish you continued success Thank as a teacher, so as a world traveler, <laughs> as a future mom, perhaps. Thank you. Thank you so much also for inviting me and for reaching out and to giving me the the venue to share this to to your listeners and to um to everyone um who would be able, who would be interested to let kids learn English. Thank you. You're so welcome much. and I look forward to having another conversation with you in the future. Sure. Me too. for seven years so people often ask me about having kids. I don't think that any one culture does it perfectly so I would do the same as Jory. Learn from everyone I meet along the way and pray that I don't make big mistakes. Question for you. What is your parenting style? And if you don't have kids yet, what would you do in the situation? Would you do it more as in the laissez-faire? mentality of letting the kids explore and ask questions or would you try to get the child to understand obedience and following rules and as a way to keep them safe and also to help them develop so i'm not saying that one is better than the other it's just uh different methods so what would you do if you enjoyed this episode share my podcast with one of your friends today that's it for this episode Also, bis nächstes Mal.